You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. To become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the legends of Runeterra. I am your host, Gibbles and Bits. Yes, this is not a drill. This is the real thing. Gibbles and Bits is hosting Legends Cast. Mark and DBN are both out. So I am running the show tonight, but I'm not doing it alone. I have brought in two very special guests, Formula 408 and Jeff. How you doing tonight, guys? Good, man. Good, good, good. Yeah, doing all right. So now these two gentlemen are Runeterra players, League of Legends players extraordinaire. They've had me as a guest on their podcast. So it was only fitting that I return the favor and have them back on Legends Cast. Now, is this the second stint that you guys have been on Legends Cast or is this the first go? I was on a while ago. I don't know about Formula. Yeah, this is this is my first time. Perfect. So we've got a we've got a returning guest and a new guest. It's wonderful to have new blood while these two jabronis, my two co-hosts, are slacking off. This is typically mm-hmm. the week that we would have all three of us on, and then the other weeks we've got our rotation. But you know, we're filling in, so one of you has to be Lyft and one of you has to be DBN. So whoever's the more cynical of the two of you gets to be DBN. Ooh, ooh, that's me. Okay, okay. So Jeff, Jeff, you will fill that role. No, we are happy to have you guys. Uh, we, oh, I guess. I oh, guess. <laughs> we've got a we've got a a jam packed show tonight uh, of of topics to talk about. We are gonna get into a little bit of uh, game discussion about where LOR is and, and maybe some things you'd like to see. We've got some uh, new announcements today that came out from Riot. We're gonna go through a little bit of our gauntlet lineups. Uh, if we had to build a gauntlet, that's a popular mode right now for uh, kind of scratching that competitive itch. And then we're going to do a little bit of lore later on. But first, before we get to that, I would love for our listeners to be able to learn a little bit more about you two, our special guests. So uh, either of you, whoever would like to kind of go, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, what is your Legends of Runeterra um, experience like? Do you play League? What other games do you like to play? What's your preferred play style? And how long have you been playing card games or just games in general? Sure. Um, I am a Jeff or Jethro Tron. Um, I have been listening to Legends Cast uh, ever since it was a um, uh, Elder Scrolls Legends podcast. Um, and I am the current admin and Discord dude on the Legends Cast Discord. Uh, I've been playing card games on and off, uh, mostly like into board games prior to that. Uh, but right now, uh, digital card games are, are what really got me going with um, Elder Scrolls Legends. And then once that kind of got stalled out i started playing legends of runeterra and uh really happy with playing the game uh ups and downs of course like any game uh but uh yeah that's that's it for the most part i've never really played league i know about it i'm kind of like dbn also in the fact that i played dota before dota before it was even dota 2 
um, back when it was part of Warcraft 3, just messing around with some friends and maybe a little bit online. And uh, after that, you know, totally did not keep up with it at all. So when it became Dota 2, I was have I, I have no uh, knowledge of that at all. Um, and then Legends of uh, League of Legends, I really only know um, just really basics. Uh, I know know some of the champions just from just from Legends of Runeterra and then whatever I've picked up from from lore watching Necrit or uh, whichever else. So um, used to play TFT a little bit. But other than that, not, not much, not too much. Yeah, you are for sure one of our our very trusted and pillars in the discord that has made legends cast run for, I don't know, at least a year or two. However long we've, we've uh, made that transition over to, to rune Terra. You have been there making things work, cracking the whip, keeping people in line, including DBN, uh, lift and myself. So you are very much appreciated and a, a more important part than people probably understand. Uh, formula, go ahead. Your turn, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a Formula 408. I'm also over in the Legends Cast Discord. Uh, you can find me over there hanging out. Um, I got into Legends of Runeterra from League of Legends. Actually, I started playing League of Legends in Season 6, so about five years, I guess. Um, I, I haven't played as much in the past year or two, but uh, for the first three years, I, I played pretty pretty heavily. Um the only other card game, card game experience I had before Runeterra was Pokemon, the trading card game. I gotten into that with my oldest son and we played it for a while and went to tournaments and things. So when Runeterra came out, I looked at it as like, oh, this is an opportunity to do some more card games. And um, League of Legends is probably the first game I'd gotten into since like Call of Duty and things like that. And definitely the first PC game in a long time. So um, I, I haven't played a whole lot of games. I um, recently got into a Storybook Brawl, the um, the Auto Battler that came out. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun, so I played that some. And uh, just from Terra, that's about it. Now, what universe is Storybook Brawl? I've heard a lot of people have been talking about that. Um, it was made by some of the um, Magic: The Gathering Arena people, I think. And it's all based on um, like fairy tale characters. So you've got um, dwarves, you've got princes and princesses, and they all have slightly different names. And you know they're they're real ones. So instead of Cinderella, you have Cinder, like you know like uh, Fire Ella. Um, you have the <laughs> yeah you have the White Princess, who the W H I G T princess for Snow uh, White like undead. Right, right, and she um, she has synergy with dwarves, so um, just some different things like that. You have Peter Pants instead of Peter Pan, <laughs> so very so, creative, just kind of like play on names. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, and it's a lot of fun. It's a nice auto battler. It's not near as um, involved as TFT is. You only have uh, seven slots, and there's no board. They just you know, no one like jumps around or moves around. It's just the tag based stuff. So it's a lot easier to pick up and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like if they didn't have like any game, I'm glad that they have a very, 
I don't know, unique and kind of memorable names. Whenever it's like play on words or like puns with names and all that, that usually creates a little bit of like memorable, um, like sig- significance to the characters. But um, for me, like I, that's important because if you don't, it turns into what Smash Bros is for me now, where all of the character, like half of the, ca- the cast now in Smash Bros is just unrecognizable insert sword name fighter here that i don't know from fire emblem that's just half of the cast now so i'm glad that that's i'm gonna have to give that game a try well uh before we get into our main segment talking about uh just kind of the state of runeterra and um just maybe some of the new news that's come out about uh the game first i'd like to thank our patreon subscribers uh we really appreciate you guys uh if you ever want to um subscribe to legends cast and support the show feel free to join us over on patreon.com no matter how big no matter how small the donation it is much appreciated a quarter an episode uh or a quarter a month will get you uh, access to our not only our patreon channel uh, on discord but it'll also get you access to our additional uh show that we put out i think it's mainly driven by uh lyft and dbn uh where they just uh, talk about things that are non-Runeterra related called the Mulligan. So uh, that'll get you access to Mulligan episodes when they put out, when they uh, release those. Uh, they have an anticipated episode coming out soon once they get back in the saddle uh, from their trips that they are currently on now. So once again, thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. Um, we've got our Legends Cast Discord League going on right now as well. So uh, we are about two-thirds of the way, three-quarters of the way through. Uh, that uh, the current season or even an odd deck uh, list season. I know Formula is going is currently going pretty strong in that thing. He's looking to take home the ship. Uh, he's is still sitting in the winner's side of our double elim bracket. Uh, are you are you gonna win the whole thing for us? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna do my best to yeah. I'm, well, I'm, do, I'm going pretty try hard this this tournament so good hey i would be lying if i said that i haven't done that as well and i didn't look how look how it turned out for me i went oh and two got knocked out immediately so um <laughs> yeah the winner of the uh the discord league uh will get will land themselves back on the show so you might not have you might have another appearance you might be able to well, catch that, up to jeff that, and get your second appearance that's the only thing i went uh that's the only reason i went try hard so i can i can get on the show and a, and a swanky new trophy and all that, too, yeah. along with a little bit of a prize. But we've got that going on. So uh, after that season ends, be on the lookout. We'll be we'll be creating new rules and creating new, a new fun uh, version of our Discord League uh, to, to get Kickstarter back up. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'd love to have uh, more new faces join our Legends Cast Discord League for the next season as well. Or root on your favorite uh, players in the Discord that are currently still going strong. I've got my uh, formula's got my vote, so I'll, I'll be behind you, buddy. All right, let's go ahead and transition into our large segment, our discussion around the state of Runeterra. All right, so let's talk about the state of LOR, guys. First off, we got some news today. We got a little bit of foresight into what's coming up in the month of November. So Terra Riot released that there is going to be a mega event pass coming along with uh, thematic cards for P&Z, uh, the release of a new permanent PvE mode called the Path of Champions, uh, which apparently is going to be a solo guided, um, you can pick a bunch of different champions and 
kind of work your way through like a story mode of sorts is kind of the way I understand it, uh, which seems pretty cool. Um, I, you know, Saltwater Scourge was huge when they when they released that. That became very popular. Uh, even these creative modes like this seem to do very well. When it first was the uh, the Duos Lab, which I still love, and I still, uh, if anybody wants to play Duos Lab with me, hit me up because I really enjoy doing that. I think it's still a really cool game mode. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think people still play it. But between that, I feel like Saltwater Scourge, all of the other different labs modes that they come out with, this seems like that, but bigger. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Um, do you Have you guys seen any other news? I know you guys are, are uh, pretty active on looking at the social media and Reddits and whatnot. Have you seen any other news regarding the PvE mode? I, I haven't seen anything, but I'm pretty excited about it just for the fact that they said that... Um it will be a permanent mode. So it seems like it's going to be something that um, is going to have like expandability. It's not going to be something you can finish quick, you know, so it'll be something that can provide like new content for content creators and for just people that want to play the game a lot. So maybe it'll give um, some alternatives to people that, you know, don't really feel like playing ladder. So that would be nice. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. I'm really into labs. Um, I have uh, finished, completely finished three of the five uh, Saltwater Scourge, including the speed runs. I'm still working on speed with Tom Kench and Twisted Fate, uh, but I have S tier and everything else. Um, and then uh, in the original Level of Legends, I have three uh, ch- champions left with uh on legendary mode so wow so i'm really excited about this this is gonna be a really fun mode i i am pretty stoked jeff are you a co- looks pretty are awesome. you like a hundred percent completionist is that the way that you play like regular like video games as well it's kind like, of <laughs> yeah it's kind of how it's going so far yeah that's um, that that, it, that seems yeah. to fit the mold i bet you were the guy that goes through skyrim trying to complete every every quest and, and collect every piece of pottery <laughs> and just stack everything you can What's worse is I was the guy who would look up the wiki and then find out the quest structures and uh, try to go through each quest optimally based on what's what level I was and what rewards I would get at, at each level. So yes, Formula, you've nailed me. Formula, you talked about being a tryhard in our, in our Legends yeah, Cast Discord yeah. League. You have been out tryharded, my friend. No, I... I... I'm very curious about what Jess is going to do because they are going to be removing Lab of Legends, right? When this new game mode comes out, didn't they say that they're going to remove um, the current? Um, yes. Yeah. So are you going to push for those? Are, are you going to push to try to, to try to complete it? Or are you going for it? Every day, man. Every day. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And we don't, I don't think they've released a day in November. We don't exactly have what day or week yet. Uh, it's usually released on a 20th, Wednesday, actually. right? 20th? Yeah, I mean, I the fact that they're that releasing matches... it. Uh, with a mega no, event not. pass. Well, with a mega event pass like this, I guess it's not necessarily a structured release season. It's just an event pass. So they may not have... They are going to release some followers, some th- some, some uh, support cards for PNZ, and um, like along with the new champion, which is going to be the last reveal I was going to talk about, is they've released that there's going to be a new champion, Jace, which we'll get into a little bit later on in the episode. But uh, with the with the new champion and then the, some of the support cards, we really don't know how many support cards they're talking about, but 
Um, I guess depending on, I'm thinking more kind of KDA style, right? Remember we back to the KDA event, they had, <laughs> um, there wasn't a champion, I don't think they released with the KDA event, but there was no. maybe a handful of support cards that was a part of a rather large event pass. And so, but they did reveal those over the course of what, a week or two? So I'm thinking that's what they're doing. The fact that they're releasing this on what, November 1st, and they're saying that this is all coming out in November, they've probably got it pretty polished and ready to go. It's just more about the release schedule. So uh, even if there was a 20th, I wouldn't be surprised somewhere in there. I think in the next, next two or three weeks or so. But with, okay, so let's wrap, let's kind of wrap our minds around this. With all of this new information, of where we think the game is going let's talk about where the game currently is now in the community so it's we've seen several predominant streamers several predominant personalities uh, and even just the the presence in the community kind of take a, sa- a southern kind of direction um, not as many people playing the game from the numbers i've heard reported that have not been riot numbers. It seems like there are less players in the client. I noticed it today when I was trying to ladder. Uh, I've been trying to get myself into platinum. Uh, I didn't play as much ladder last season, so I got kicked all the way down to the bottom of silver, and I worked my way out of silver, just playing some fun decks, and now I I actually burned through most of gold today, um, trying to get back into platinum, but um, I noticed that even at gold three, gold four, I was playing people. I was getting matched against people that were plat one or high gold. Like there was a disparity in the ranking pairs within ranked because of maybe just less people available in the client. I don't know. So um, it seems like there is a, a smaller presence in the game right now. Um, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts as to why you think that is, um, what you guys have seen. You know, you guys follow a couple different streamers as well. Have you? What What have you heard from these popular personalities, and why you Why you think that uh, maybe people are taking a, a, a break from the game for, for at least for the time being until they kind of see Riot's next moves? My My first thing I would say is four months. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that was the length of time between the last two balance patches. Four months. That was way too long for anyone. And I think that got a lot of people frustrated. The You, you can't go four months without updating. You can't go four months playing the same decks, having the same things in power. It was just way, way too long. And um, I know that that was a big factor and a lot of people, and that was one of the things that I think Riot addressed when um, they came out a week or two ago with their with their uh, letters to the to the community or whatever. But um, that's probably the num- one of the top reasons I think that we've seen the player base dip a good bit. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point. Um, I mean, even with the, the balance changes that they did make, the last set of balance changes seemed to be very positive and were, were pretty hefty. They, they updated a lot of followers. Uh, they updated a lot of champions, nerfed, nerfed a couple that were really powerful, boosted, whether it be minorly or, or in, a, in a pretty big way, uh, some champions that, that boosted their play rate and their viability index over the past month or so. That was a really good adjustment, but you're right, it did take a while. 
if you ask me, actually before before I, I kind of get into my thoughts, uh, Jeff, what do you what do you think? What are what are your kind of thoughts as to why you think the um, the game feels a little bit stale right now? I I think part of it is that we're in the middle of uh, the Bandle City expansion. Uh, I don't think it I. I have mixed feelings about the first set of cards. Uh, I like them a lot. Um, I think the meta did just get... <laughs> well, it's very, it's really strange because it's very ver varied. However, people aren't enjoying it. And I don't know if that's because it's too varied and you're not sure what you're patching up against. Even now... Um, after one balance patch and like maybe a week and a half into it, uh, we're still kind of at a point where the ladder kind of feels feels kind of weird. I, I don't know how to describe it. Um, so I think people don't enjoy it when a uh, the meta is too defined and there's three decks and it's rock, paper, scissors and you're playing against the same matchups over and over. Um, I feel like we're maybe moving into that phase, even though. I do think there are quite a bit of decks out there that are good and people are actually playing them and playing them more. And I do think this meta will define further the next uh, next couple of weeks before Arcane, uh, well, before the new um, Jace and the new cards get introduced. Um, I really do. I think there's a couple of, of pretty good decks there um, that could, could still make... Uh, start making waves um i think that's part of it too so yeah i mean you made a really good point it was something that i missed within within the notes of what's new is the new netflix series arcane which is featuring a lot of legends of runeterra and league of legends champions and it's an actual storyline i am super excited about that by the mm -hmm. way i love lore and this is essentially like lore playing out into a cinematic which is really really cool I think it's mostly set in P and Z. A lot of the, I think like Jinx is on there. I see yeah, Vi um, on there. Is Jinx, Vi, and Caitlyn are the the three biggest. Um, so when Jinx and Vi are sisters, and uh, it's kind of kind of their story. Right. One of the one of the things that's been theorized is that they're not actually like birth sisters, but like this adoptive sort of like street family sort of deal. So and that's supposed to be covered in it. So a lot of people are super excited to see that. Gotcha. Yeah, that would make sense, and I'm I'm excited to kind of see that play out. Um, but I I have a feeling that part of why we haven't seen a whole lot of action taken in the game is because they were trying to. I think I think a production like Arcane takes a lot, and I think that takes a uh, the timetable may have changed over the course of the past couple of months about when that was going to get released or when it was going to come to fruition, and they've been trying to marry up. A League of Legends release, Worlds, um, Arcane, and they they League League of Legends Worlds being such a big event, and that being a um, something that takes a lot of proper planning along with the Arcane, maybe Rune Terra still still being kind of the the third cog in that in that uh, that kind of trifecta there might have just taken a backseat temporarily while they were trying to still incorporate it as a part of this big release weekend as I, as I know it's supposed to be. So it might be that, but I mean, I think it even goes back to where I started to see some streamers and started to see just some players leaving the community is when, I don't know, I feel like Riot 
inadvertently disrespected their community in a way when they released the blade dance mechanic with Aurelia and then the balanced patch or the, the community screamed that it was super unbalanced and it was way too powerful and it wasn't fun to play against. And then they pushed back and said, we're not doing anything with the mechanic. It's fine. We like the way it plays. You just need to get used to it. And then they appeased the community by nerfing it a little. They, they made a change in a balance patch probably later than they should have. And even then it wasn't very effective because they introduced Defiant Dance, which was a good card while nerfing other cards that didn't, it, they, they gave a good card and nerfed a bunch of other cards. So it, like it, it didn't change the deck at all and it still ran the meta. And then even then it took them a while again to put out a second patch and even then they still didn't nerf it enough to where it felt like it was that effective. So I, I and it's, they, I think on the third chance they finally got it right. But I think it's a long-standing history over the course of the year of the community not feeling like Riot really did enough in their best interest. It's kind of how I felt. Now you talk about uh, Jeff about the state of like ladder. Now ladder, laddering in the competitive play is very important to I feel like majority of the community because ladder feels very accessible. The competitive scene feels very open to people to try to try to rank up. Like you can get to a pretty high rank being a pretty decent player. Um, laddering isn't everything. The competitive scene isn't everything, but you can play competitive decks or non-competitive decks and still win in as long as there's not any bro a couple broken decks um, in the game. I think you are right. It's kind of in a weird place right now in the meta where it feels like there's a wide variety of decks, but I felt bad for Mark last week. We're trying to do our two champions uh, in a hat <laughs> deck with two champions that don't need to be together in Echo and Renekton making this deck, and he runs into a crap ton of Darkness decks, <laughs> which is a very refined list at this point and a very powerful one at that. Um, it seems like there's so many options for decks that could be played and then there are just days where you run into nothing but like the same two decks over and over again. It just it boggles my mind. So I have you guys been playing ladder at all? Not much. Um can I can I say something about the the state of the game real quick? Absolutely. That, uh it's kind of something that I've been thinking about. And I know people people you see it on Reddit sometimes, like, oh, this game's dying or whatever. I don't think Riot looks at Runeterra as a competitive card game. I don't think that that's what Runeterra is to Riot. I think Runeterra is a vehicle to introduce lore into the universe. I think that's his primary job. I think that's what it's here for. I think the card game part of it is almost secondary. I think it's built to, if you look at the artwork they put in and all the attention that goes into those sorts of things compared to like, the balance team like you see every week that there's a new they don't even ha have a head of the balance team or whatever anymore because that's not the priority the priority is introducing the lore pushing the lore forward and this is a great way to do it and i think that that's what rudin terra is primarily doing for for riot and not just being a card game that's an interesting thought i never thought about that i mean that's it does seem to be like a lot of what they're doing now, right? Like that's with the whole Sentinels versus Darkness 
yeah uh patch that seemed to be kind of the first real big introduction into uh it being lore heavy i mean even even if you look at scion with his release in runeterra you got a lot more lore from him than you had before from league of legends lore just from his cards from his um images even you got you were able to pick up with you know what they were doing with the um the gray i forget vladimir's group of people whatever all those people like all that oh the, the crimson yeah yeah the crimson and then there's um you know a few of these other like groups that were all introduced or spotlighted in in the runeterra cards and you don't have any of that in the lore you have them appearing vaguely or you know but you don't have any sort of backstory on it and you really get that in the in the story in the Rutera cards yeah uh so i mean when you think about a year ago right think about how many cards they were printing a year ago think about how often they were releasing events and expansions and regions and i know that they said that they've they, they've stopped expanding in the regions i mean which is fine um do you think that they need to kick up either do like look at something like a rotation do you think they need to kick up the uh the card releases again to put more inject more games and in, cards into the game again just to to keep things fresh um i think that there are plenty of cards in the game i think there are just a lot of cards that are just useless and and you've heard riot say it like they're not gonna buff those cards um Y'all both played in beta. Anyone that played in beta remembers she would have these huge patches come out where they would buff random cards. You know, just just any card that wasn't getting played, they'd throw a buff at it and and see what happens, kind of. But um, you you don't really see that anymore. Like the the buffs are very specific, very targeted toward this archetype or this or whatever, and you don't you don't see just the random the randomness anymore. It's like Riot doesn't want to buff anything or nerf anything unless they know sort of how it's going to affect the game now mm-hmm. yeah well uh i i feel like so the last couple of patches um i think they were pretty targeted as a part as we're gonna boof but but boof, but boost <laughs> dragons um i don't think that quite had the effect that they wanted in too uh they don't seem still quite as strong they're definitely stronger than they were before um and i think that's just gonna give them uh give the meta just a little bit different i don't know if it's different enough for a lot of people i think a lot of people wanted to see certain nerfs whereas um that that just didn't happen whether it was poppy or uh bandle tree or you know those whatever mini morph those few cards that were seeing a lot of um, a lot of hate early on, um, and they didn't get didn't get touched. Um, I feel like they made the big balance that they did in 2.18 to get them to 2.19, which will introduce Jace, um, which I think. Th- so I'm actually really excited because I'm thinking Jace is gonna be and his followers are gonna be like Aphelios and his followers i'm seeing it like that um right. not that auction and uh viego um had that effect i don't think they were as powerful um they definitely were powerful and they did shake up the meta but i think Aphelios was was is 
it's going to be very similar to that instance where we're having a long time between new cards, but we are getting new cards. Um, so I'm, I, I, it's going to feel like we're not getting a Bandle City expansion for a long time, but I think that's because of Arcane and the new cards that we're going to get. I even have a new another prediction that perhaps because arcane isn't just a one weekend thing um they release new episodes pretty much in november all the way into december i think pretty much the entirety of november at least yes three three sets of three i believe <laughs> yeah i have a feeling as this arcane mega event goes on we might see maybe a new champion maybe like Warwick, possibly. Oh, so you're saying multiple iterations of new champions over a short period of time, just kind of one at a time as they release new episodes? I think so. I am not going to say every time that they release new episodes. I think maybe at once at, uh, we might get Jace at the very beginning. And then I think Warwick. Warwick is the card, uh, not the card, the champion that a lot of people have been um, speculating because of the arcane promotional material really early on uh where i think it was vander was the name and everybody's like who's vander why does he get a special card and uh going into warwick's lore it was speculated that before warwick became warwick he was vander and i think that name is right i'm not sure if i'm getting if i'm remembering it right yeah what one of, one of the theories is that Warwick was actually um, Vi and or Jinx's dad. Yes. Oh, cool. Which, so, which we could very well see as a part of this yeah. whole arcane arcane show. That's really really cool. Um, yeah, I think I think that would be really cool uh, to see a a switch up in uh, timing and uh, I guess just just ideology of, of how they're going to throw and inject new things into the game i think that would be really really cool to see um i i think that they need to get something into the game where it will re-engage a lot of those powerhouse uh faces and uh, personalities that promoted their game so heavily i mean we've seen several streamers take breaks not we've seen a couple quit the game entirely and say that they're not coming back we'll see if that's true uh, but we've also seen some streamers just start mixing up their portfolio of what they're streaming, especially those that are streaming on Twitch. Um, they're trying to keep their fan base up because it's not just about their love of the game or dislike of the game, for that matter, the way where it's at. They're not. They're trying to keep their fan base up and uh, keep the viewership of their channels going. And by varying up their content where they re where they previously had enough in the game and new cards and new expansions and decks to build because of the amount of content being produced, they could keep their viewership up just solely with Runeterra because there was enough new things to keep going. Now, there's with the deck game being a little bit stagnant, it feels like, and that's not as much content being pushed, they've had to find other ways to keep their viewership up, which I don't blame them whatsoever for doing. But maybe with a if there's an increase... In content flowing back to the game or a variety a new methodology of bringing things into into runeterra maybe we'll see some of those streamers come back and, and try to test out and play some of those those new that that new material again which i would hope and love to see happen 
outside of the stalwarts that have continued to, to kind of produce content for the game. Yeah, and I think um, um, I think the new laps could help with that also if they if mm-hmm, they give sure. give a venue to to do that. Yeah, I mean, you, there's there's so many creative people and creative personalities out there that are just constantly putting out um, and finding new ways to make something out of nothing. I think this PVE mode will be a great vehicle for that. Anything else, guys, before we move on to our next segment? Nope, man. What you got next for us? All right. Let's talk Gauntlet. Hey. All right, gentlemen. Before the show, I've asked you all to put together your Gauntlet run lineup. Now, Gauntlet has been a, a really fun mode for me. Uh, it's the same kind of uh, pick three decks. Your opponent gets to ban one uh, format. Closed. It's closed format, though. It's closed deckless format, unlike our, our Legends Cast Discord League, where we get to see our opponent's decks. But it is a best of three, essentially, banning uh, one of your opponent's decks. Um, and then you have to, if you lose twice in a row, if you lose two sets in a row, your run is done. If you get to four wins, you get your prime glory. Uh, which helps you towards the end of the season uh, if you're trying to make the seasonal tournament and whatnot. So I, I'm curious, just based on where the the game seems to be right now, I kind of played around with a couple different lineups for Gauntlet, and it got me thinking, I would love to know what you guys are playing. Maybe we can create some deck lineups. I've seen some people talking about it in our Discord as well, just saying, hey, what are you guys running right now? What do you think if I'm going to run this deck? What should I ban? Uh, and everyone's kind of got their own uh, decks that they're comfortable with. There's something to be said for running decks that you uh, that you know really well, or just decks that you think are powerful. So um, I'll, leave, I'll throw it to you guys first. I'd love to hear what three decks um, you can kind of give regions and champions and kind of any any details about the decks. But what are you guys building a lineup with at this point in for a gauntlet? Uh, if you had to create an ideal lineup, and what is your target kind of ban with that lineup? Huh. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, so for me, my um my gauntlet lineup or any any sort of tournament lineup like that, even the same thing that I use for our, our Discord league, is I want three decks that are gonna play the same way. So I want three control decks, three aggro decks, three mid-range decks, three combo decks, whatever it is, whatever I'm bringing into it. I want three of them that are going to play pretty much the same way and have one arch- archetype that it has a clear advantage over. And then I'm going to target that. Cause a lot of people come into these with different types of decks and different styles thinking, oh, you know, I can ban this and I can probably win with these two or whatever. But I come in saying, I don't care if I lose to one of your decks as long as there's one that I know I can beat. So um, in the Discord League, I play pretty much the same that I would play in Gauntlet right now. Uh, They won't let me play Poppy three different times. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't do that. (laughs) No, you're not allowed. But but if I could, I would. But since (laughs) I can't, I play um, uh, Poppy, Poppy Jarvan. Um, So you're... you're, um, and I play that with Ionia. Then I play um, a Dragon's deck with Targon and Demacia. 
And then I play, um, actually, it's uh, Lisa and Zoe for the third one. So it's a little different, but it's still that same sort of win condition, win area. You're playing for that mid-range sort of win, and it it actually gets banned almost every time anyway, so it doesn't matter. Hmm. But um, So that's the third. So I'm only actually playing Ionia, Demacia, and Targon total. Ionia, Demacia, and Targon. Interesting. That is a very specific couple of regions. I mean, they do dis- definitely have their own uh, identity and play style. So that's, right. that's an interesting way to approach it. And I agree with you. I like to have decks that are cohesive and um, want to play the and, same kind of way. And I'm really looking at trying to target um, controller, more control sort of matchups, matchups that have to ramp. Because I'm going to ramp faster and I'm going to ramp harder. You know, I'm going to take my time building my board slowly and then turn four, turn five. I'm going to drop Poppy. I'm going to play the rally. I'm going to demolish your board and then I'm just going to win. Just get to your win con faster than they can. Yeah. And if you're playing a control deck and you go late game with me and I'm playing Aurelian Soul, good luck. You know, (laughs) like good, good luck competing with that. You want to go to turn 10? Yeah, I'm okay. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, Poppy is such an interesting character. Um, just an interesting champion with what she's able to do. She's she's so mid-range and can be so aggressive, but she's got to be one of the most effective late-game tools, right? Like yeah. getting you to the late-game and just the amount that she offers a board is is second to none so it make that that absolutely fits knowing that like hey if you want to go if you want to go the distance i'll go the distance i'm rocky balboa i'll do this thing <laughs> um they should call her poppy balboa hit the yodel rocky <laughs> all right jeff so what's what what's your uh what's your thought process behind behind a gauntlet run yeah i have a, a same strategy as formula in the sense that uh, three very similar decks. Um, hopefully, uh, with the same strategy of forcing your opponent to ban what they think the weakest one is, and hopefully, uh, using the other two to your advantage to uh, to beat them. Uh, and then you banning whatever you don't want to uh, want to face as your deck. Um, I'm formula had pretty much more of a uh, mid mid-range uh maybe late mid-range kind of style of decks which is don't get me wrong love that play style but lately i have been playing lots of aggro and nothing but aggro and so i would pick three aggro decks um that would be interesting yes that would be z and p burn which is the zigs and poppy burn um it would be uh the sorry um the (laughs) probably uh pirate aggro (laughs) i don't know why i couldn't think of that i was getting it mixed up with oak city (laughs) um but it would be a pirate aggro um probably with noxus uh and then the last one um would be Sivir Akshan, just because it is, you know, maybe a little bit more mid range, but uh, at the same time, I'm pretty familiar with it and uh, something that I would probably play. Um, I mean, I haven't played a lot of Pike and Rek'Sai, but that would really fit in with the theme of 
really aggro decks um or uh yeah i guess it was uh pike and rexai uh, scion and discard scion i don't really haven't really played much of that either uh so i wouldn't feel comfortable bringing that so that, that's pike, my strategy pike and rexai do you, have you have you guys played much of that deck because one thing i see with that deck is it is super swingy. It is either high roll or low roll. Like that has got to be such a roller coaster playing that deck all the time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's I've I've only started playing it. Like it's been out for what quite a while now. Yeah, but I've only started playing it as of recently, and it it seems that's kind of the 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 feel for multiple people. Like I've seen it. We've seen it a lot more out in in the meta now. It's we've seen it across okay, casual ladder tournament whatever it might be lurk seems to be there a little bit heavier now i will say i find lurk so fascinating because as you mentioned it's so high rolly and it's so tilting when you get high rolled however i don't know i just feel like there's actually a, a decent amount of skill piloting that deck i have seen some very outside the box tech choices and thinking and and carefulness with ordering in lurk that just makes that deck hit like no other where you could easily misplay that deck it's it's very intriguing to watch a good lurk player pilot that yeah i i remember last patch i queued up with someone and they were playing lurk and um i think i won by like turn five i mean they just low rolled so hard my next game i queued up the exact same opponent playing the same decks i surrendered on turn three it was right. just yeah all it takes for them is to play like what the zerksai hatchling mm -hmm. um on one it's a fearsome unit you don't have a fearsome unit to block they swing you you see the little crackling energy and you you see that pause in the in the animation you're like no yeah, yeah turn no. two and then you they, see you see the little purple flashes and you're like he he blindly hit rexai on lurk on one what am i gonna do they they were they were attacking on two and three i mean on three so on two, they played the uh, one cost that lets you attack when you when you play it. Uh, um, oh, the the snapjaw. Swarm. Yeah, snapjaw. Two yeah. Cost. So it hit. Um, yeah. Two. Oh, is it two cost? Yeah. Okay. So they played that and hit uh, hit Rexi on top. So I took some damage there. They played their turn three. They played a couple units on turn three, and hit Rexi on top again. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. So like once yeah. you realize that you've got Rexai on top, having the um either what is it, the 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 one cost spells which you're thinking of that puts it on the top of yeah. puts the snapjaw swarm on the top of your deck, yeah. being able to put that on the top of your deck so that way Rexai stays in its same position. Like there are there are right ways to pilot that deck to make it more effective if you can do it so i really like that idea of i mean it's a bit swingy and it's a bit chancy but you could totally run that in an aggro lineup in gauntlet i think that's a definitely a viable choice because if you pilot it well and you don't low roll then it's very hard to stop there's not a lot of decks that hit harder than that especially if they don't have like really effective mm -hmm. removal in card draw no one one <clears throat> Excuse me. One deck that I've been playing on ladder that has been really effective and a lot of fun has been a um, a really throwback deck, and it's the uh, Zombie Ash. That was always one of my favorite decks to play. And right. now with um, you know you've got aggro, you've got Scion, you've got these big units hitting hard with dragons, even Lurk 
flash freezes, you know, uh, winter's breath, all these cards, even Ash herself, they do work. Well, thanks for the good lead in because that's kind of the direction that I would go with my gauntlet lineup. So I've got a couple different, um, I've got two major thought process builds that I could go, I feel like, with Gauntlet. But um, it comes down to what I feel I'm more comfortable with. And as of recent, I've resurrected an old archetype and put a spin on it that I really like. Uh, I've I've convinced some people in our Discord to play it too, and they've had a good amount of success with it as well. I've been playing a... um, a Marauders deck, a Legion Marauders deck, which is a card that's been around for a long time. Uh, maybe even since the beginning. I wasn't a part of the beta. But I'm running one Katarina, two LeBlanc, and three Ash. And you you be able to summon those Legion Marauders that give uh, themselves and every other Legion Marauder for the rest of the game, no matter where they are, plus one, plus one. So if you get two or three of those bad boys out and swing they all buff each themselves by plus three plus three and they're very hard to kill they get bigger than your opponent can deal with it's a really good control deck so i think i would lean towards a uh, control lineup i really like that katarina um ash leblanc control deck with the legion marauders um i've actually started been playing uh, a different spin on on um swain swain's one of my favorite champions and I'll, i'm very comfortable playing him so I found the way that I feel like I'm comfortable playing him in in this meta, which is a a Bandle City variation. Um, as you mentioned, kind of Poke City. There's a little bit of that. So running Pokey Sticks, Death Lotus, Conchologist, able to pull you some more spells. You still got the Ravenous Flock and Group Shots, um, Whirling Death, the Lord, the Yordle, uh, or the Lecturing Yordle, being able to pull the. Uh, um, the poison darts and also the puff caps that might pop up as extra damage. There's a lot of ways to proc Swain and get to the late game just with that wide of a board. So I really like that. That would probably be my second deck. Um, and you talked about Sivir and Akshan. While I do like that deck, it is more of a mid-rangey deck or more of a tempo deck, it feels like. So my version of that deck is actually something that I've ran in the mono Legends Cast Discord League that I've modified slightly. I like running Auction Talia. Talia being a little bit more of a late game um, kind of control champion, just because she doesn't usually, because she doesn't, she can't proc until turn five or six at the earliest, really, because you need to be able to play a bunch of landmarks. But that was a previous mono deck with Sharima, and it almost in its entirety is, which I like it that way because I am running Golden Ambassador, the four cost three to the Allegiance card for Sharima that um, if it hits the Allegiance, it draws a champion, grants it plus two, plus two. To me, that is the one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful Allegiance card in the game. Anytime I'm running a Sharima deck, I will try to run that if I can. Um, the only thing that I did in there was I put three Hush. Hush is fantastic. So you always, to me, if you're going to go in a tournament format, I actually got this tip from DBN, so shout out to him. Hmm. You never want to run a, a mono deck because if you run a mono deck, that limits the options that your opponent thinks that you can have cards. You always want to run at least two factions because they they see Sharima and they see uh, Targon. They think I could be running Hush. They think I could be running Astral Protection. They think I could be running any sort of, you name it, powerful tools. They, th- they think I could be running um, the plus one, plus one Nightfall buff like that draws a card. They're, I could be running anything. Little do they know it's only three Hush. 
So you always kind of want to vary your decks. You never want to run mono. But I like the control kind of format here. That being said, with control, the, the one deck that I cannot ever seem to get past is Darkness. Uh, it's probably my biggest pet peeve in the game right now in terms of a deck. So I would ban Darkness just because I think it's got such a strong late game. It's got synergy. It's really hard to brick. It will most likely win you one of two games if you had to play it play against it twice. Uh, let's say you beat it the first time. You only have to play it against it again. It'll probably get you the second time just because it's really hard to beat with a variety of things. So I would probably target that with the control lineup. Um, but my second kind of lineup choices would be really would be aggro. Uh, I picked up Pirate Aggro recently. I've never played it across the entire tenure of the game. But I picked it up and I've been laddering with it recently. And it's it's so hard to miss with with that deck. It's It's got such synergy and you just top deck. It almost feels bad. You almost feel bad for your opponent when you just top deck a Decimate at the end of the game. Or a Noxian Fervor and finish them off. Like It's just a really hard hard to mess that deck up. So um, that's the, the method that I would take. Um, Gauntlet is really fun right now. I definitely recommend people trying it if you haven't yet. It's probably the most satisfying in variety of the uh, competitive scene right now. So if you're looking for something a little bit competitive outside of ladder to still play, give give Gauntlet a try. Uh, anything else on the Gauntlet mode, guys? Yeah, real quick. Um, one of the things you were talking about just a minute ago when you said, uh, you know, talking about running multiple regions all the time, one of the things that reminded me of is I don't know if you guys remember when Mistwraiths was really big and really strong, very, oh, yeah. very aggro, very fast, very strong deck. I remember maybe maybe it was one of the first seasonals or one of the first competitive tournaments or maybe a Twitch Twitch tournament, uh, and it was closed closed lineup, so you couldn't it it wasn't open. It was just like um, just like Gauntlet. You saw the champions and the regions, but not the actual list. And someone on the final day brought Mist Race, but played an Anivia in it. So it showed up as Anivia <laughs> with Frail Yard and looked like an Anivia control deck. So the other uh, the other guys banned accordingly, and then just got ran over by aggro. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's definitely some smoke and mirrors that you can, can run with that. I played somebody, and I don't remember who it was, within the first uh, season or two of the Legends Cast Discord League, and they disguised their champions as like a mid-rangey, like I think it was Ezreal Swain. You put one copy of Ezreal and one copy of Swain, and then run ran nothing but just discard aggro, just absolute throttle. And yep. I, I didn't lose to it, but it definitely caught me off guard. I was like, when is the control part of this deck supposed to happen? It, it just never came. I actually I, really like those ideas when you can, yeah, you I can think, pull I them think, off. I think right now I've seen um, in the European Masters Tournament, someone did it with the um, Poppy Ziggs because they have closed list also. And they had Poppy Ziggs and then ran more of a Bandle Tree deck than the aggro deck. So that was a gotcha. lot of fun. All right, well, let's jump into our last segment before we, we, uh, we, we shut down for the evening. We're going to talk a little bit of lore about our new champion. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. All 
Alright guys, uh, we are going to do a lore corner, Gibby's lore corner, or his lore lounge as I previously called it. I have yet to decide on a name, I can never never make up my mind, because uh, both of them sound so good. But we're going to talk about the new champion, Jace. Why not? We are about to get someone a uh, brand new shiny toy. Let's talk about where he comes from in, in, in the universe and kind of what he's about. So... Um, I'll kind of talk a little bit about what I've read in the game, but I know as our resident League of Legends players, you will probably have, uh, both of you will probably have a little bit more, maybe a little bit more in depth, and I would love to hear what you guys know about his kit from League of Legends, because maybe that will give us some insight about what we can expect to see card-wise or support card-wise in PNZ uh, accompanying with Jace. I know you've talked about a little bit some of your thoughts already, um, uh, about what you think Jace is going to come with. So, uh, Jace is an inventor from PNZ. And by the way, correct me at any point if I misspeak on something that's incorrect. Jace is a uh, an inventor in PNZ uh, in Piltover specifically, who really does like to embody the idea of uh, progress and inventing at any cost and uh, just pushing the city forward into a new age of invention but he's kind of for lack of a better term just a big old jerk face and he doesn't have a lot of tactful manner and therefore pisses a lot of people off just trying to get his point across he's got a very big ego he's essentially if uh gaston from the beauty and the beast <laughs> was in legends of runeterra he's just all about himself and his bright shiny new brain and uh, what he's able to do with it. He thinks he's better than everybody else. And uh, through his uh, discoveries and inventions in Piltover, he built a name for himself under the clan G Geopara. Um, he, he received all these awards for within Piltover as just this great invention inventor of tomorrow. Um, but through just being a jerk, he... No one wanted to work with him, and eventually he found a friend in Victor. Victor being this other kind of dark and sinister genius of, of Piltover that just had a very unique approach and uh, idea of what invention should be in Piltover and Zaun, um, but never kind of leaning towards the Zaun side of things, Zaun being the, under, the underclass or the kind of dark back alley um side uh which is below piltover i believe right isn't 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 zon like below the ground like a below piltover yeah there's like a bridge and um it's kind of the area across the bridge and then underneath that area so gotcha. it's just yeah but but so zon and victor sorry not zon and victor victor and jay start working together and creating uh inventions now jace being more of the he likes to build tools for like the common everyday man that are these versatile like turning a hammer into a shovel turning a screwdriver into a drill turning just one tool into the other and just creating um convenience out of out of his out of his stuff right yeah and then victor being more about like problem solving and like a humanitarian that's not really a humanitarian he's like trying to solve the world's problems and like solve death and like beat the grim reaper and create almost he's like a dictator that doesn't want to be a dictator because he doesn't know he wants to be a dictator 
like he's he's trying to create good for the world but through like i don't know just a civil like one flag one banner everyone follow this underneath me and everything will be okay mentality like don't question my prowess just do it and you'll be fine i promise it'll benefit you <laughs> like that kind of leadership which is not always a good thing so they team up and uh, even though they have their differences uh they um even though they have their differences uh, they they do bring some good designs and inventions together up until they kind of have a uh, they kind of come to a head when Victor talks about having this like grand invention or this grand idea that he wants to explore where he thinks he can solve like the world's problems um and he thinks he can like solve death he just needs like a like a power source to do it um and after Jace being able to, like they they split because they had differences, but then Jace has like works on this like blue crystal. Do you, is is it a hexite crystal? Is that what the the crystal is that they work that they work on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, so it's a hex it's a hexite crystal that we've seen. We've already seen that in Legends of Terra with like the fallen feline and some of the stuff. See, I always thought yeah, that Heimer, was more tied Heimer to like Ginger, Echo. Um, Echo, his uh, sword I think is powered by a hexite crystal. I think so too. Yeah, so we've already seen that a little bit in the game. Apparently, it's the same blue stone. It was the only blue stone I knew of, so I figured it might be it. Yeah. But um, Jace, after his colleagues are unable to get anything out of it, Jace starts working on uh, the Hexite crystal, and he actually breaks off a shard of it and starts doing some tests on it and gets a resounding result, being able to create quite a bit of power with it and get it to react. Victor shows up, and, and after seeing this massive power spike, um, tries to come talk to Jace and they end up getting into a fight and Victor knocks Jace out and takes the crystal and runs, but he doesn't see the shard that Jace still has, which then he puts in his hammer and powers up his new big old weapon, his big old hammer weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the, is that his basic attack weapon or his alt or something like that in, in league of legends? Uh, yes and no. So Jace, I, I guess we can get into it a little bit. If that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Jace is pretty unique in league of legends. He doesn't have an ultimate ability. Um, his ultimate is just he switches stances. So his hammer turns from being a hammer and a melee weapon into a ranged weapon. So you can you can switch back and forth between being ranged and melee and you get different benefits from both. Um, so it's, it's really neat. It makes him really difficult to play. makes him really powerful because um, he essentially has six abilities. You know, three in ranged and three in melee. So it's, it's pretty pretty neat. Gotcha. Yeah, it seems like he's got like a lot of variety to him, which I would assume they're going to bring that variety uh, into the game. Now, Jeff, let's talk a minute about what you think while we're on this track. Let's talk about what you think they're going to we're going to see as a part of Jace's kit in in Runeterra. You were uh, you were projecting maybe something of an of an Ophelios comparison, right? I, I was hoping not direct translation to Aphelios because Aphelios is like a lot of different moon weapons and that kind of thing. Um, I feel like power level, Jace is going to be comparatively to Aphelios, hopefully enough to mix up the meta and so on and so forth. Um, but I think, so I don't know if you guys know, but 
the card has been partially leaked. Did oh, you know that? Tell me more. Um, Did not. So, and I hope my sources are accurate, but it, it it's all over um, Reddit and a few other uh, places. But supposedly, Jace is supposed to be a uh, four mana four four with quick attack. Or sorry, four mana four four with the option to have either quick attack or challenger upon play. Um, wow, so some very good flexibility. Yeah, Echo Who. Like, right. <laughs> You've talked about getting lost in the fold. <laughs> yeah, sadly. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. So they're gonna so they're gonna try to embody his his flexibility and his inventions and creations of his weapons or or other tools into his kit with uh, with what he is as a card in Runeterra. That makes a whole lot of sense. Um, if so to I continue, had, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say if I had to guess, I would guess that when Jace comes out with his support cards, he is going to be one hundred percent busted. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, I, before I even saw the card, I, I believe that he's coming out at the same time or around the same time as Arcane is releasing. He's coming out with his own skin. It's probably going to have a level up animation. He's going to have all these new support cards coming out with him. Riot wants this card to be busted. They want everyone to play him. They want everybody to want that skin to play him. They want him to be on the top of the meta for a little while and he is going to be ridiculous i saw um i just pulled up the card that you said was leaked that he uh gets an ascension gate in hand when he levels up yeah and i don't I'm think guessing, we know what that does yet <laughs> but it's supposed to be something well, bonkers I'm, well i know that his um his ability in league of legends he has an acceleration gate that he uh that he can cast and what it does is when you move through it it accelerates you or anyone on your team that moves through it and what it also does is if you um fire one of your projectiles through it from your um from your hextech cannon when you have when, when you're in range mode is it gives it a massive boost of energy and range so what i'm thinking is that it's probably going to be a huge huge um board boost for for your board it's probably going to either up your damage or give you some sort of extra strike ability for everyone you know give everyone on your board quick attack something something just ridiculous okay i like that interesting I agree. yeah i mean agree with you uh, go ahead as we've seen board wide buffs are good <laughs> yeah. uh so so yeah i I, this won't be the first time that we've seen a new skin come out with a character release. Uh, we saw that with Pike, right? It was the alternate Pike skin, and it was okay. Pike was okay. I mean, we ever thought Pike was going to be busted. I mean, maybe he was intended to be very strong. Um, and he, he is. He just is very has a very narrow scope of what he can be played in. Yeah. Um, but so to finish up our talk about Jace's story, so Jason, so Victor knocks Jace over the head, knocks him out, takes the crystal. Um, Jace tries to track him back down um, while working on his uh, on his big old uh, hammer weapon, and uh, Victor retreats into Zon to work in some big warehouse 
where he believes that he has solved the uh, the the he's got the answer for for death and ending pain, but his version of ending pain is a card that we've already seen in the game called uh, what victorious uh, or glorious evolution, where he removes the brain and consciousness from a bunch of bodies which jace walks into seeing a bunch of dead corpses and victor replaces their puts their brains in automatons and creates basically creates an automaton army so there's no there's no saying no there's just and there's just orders and following what victor tells you to do which is what piltover kicked him out for in the first place <laughs> was the idea of his him trying to create a lack of free will which is exactly like what like piltover is like against so victor is a bit more sinister and evil than he originally seemed uh, at least from from reading his story but um so i guess jace is now fighting this this battle of victor and victor's trying to kill his friend of his his previous friend of um who's trying to stop his glorious evolution um, I don't really know what Jace's endgame is. Um, maybe we'll find out more lore after seeing um, Runeterra, him released into Runeterra, or if through the Arcane show for that matter. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Jace, guys? No, I think I think that's about it for me. I uh, Like I said, I think he's going to be super strong, and I'm very, very interested to see... Um, what kind of followers he has and how that affects some other cards. I saw in this card that his level up is um, you've cast two six cost spells. So that's going to, you know, I'm wondering if that's going to have um, a big synergy with Lux also. See some Lux Jace decks. That would be fun. Yeah. I mean, at minimum, it'll slow the game down, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very similar um, pre Lux, uh, pre pre Lux change. She had a very similar mechanic at the very beginning. At the, I think she actually had to see a six mana cost or six mana cost spell played. Does that sound right? I don't recall. Sounds about right. It was something. It was something adjacent to what she's got now, but it wasn't the same. Adjacent. Um, adjacent. <laughs> adjacent. Oh goodness. It took me a second to get there, but <laughs> well done. That was you, well, man. Maybe, maybe that has to be. <laughs> We'll have to work that into the title of some sort, or we'll keep that for a deck, a deck tech, or a deck name. Yeah, game, I like uh, that idea too. Uh, submission. All right, guys, what do you say we get on out of here? Yeah, man, sounds uh, sounds good. It's been a lot of fun. Had a good night with you. Absolutely. Thank you guys for for joining on once again. Formula and Jeff, our guests tonight, they have their own podcast. Do you guys want to plug your uh, plug your own podcast for a minute? Sure. Um, we have a podcast called the off meta report. Um, it's very similar to legends cast. I'd say probably not nearly as polished, uh, cause we're still kind of getting in into things. And honestly, it's, it's all formula. He does all of it, the hard stuff. So, uh, he's, he's always, uh, the work is really on his shoulders and, you know, it, it's, it's something we do for fun. We like to talk about the card games we play. So, um, yeah. Jeff just says that so when something messes up, he's, it's easier to point at me. Yeah, it's, it's all him. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows. Just kidding. 
I, I, I absolutely recommend checking out the Off Meta Report. It's a fun podcast. It's really informative. These guys definitely know what they're talking about. They've got a lot to offer, especially when they're with their analysis of the game. I mean, you've heard it here on the episode tonight. They've got nothing but that every single episode. So absolutely go check them out. It is totally worth doing. Um, come join our Discord if you're not already a part of the Legends Cast Discord. Come join our Legends Cast Discord leagues as we as we bring them up periodically each season. We're always changing the rules and always having fun with that. Come check out our decks uh, that we're posting on there in Deck Tech, Deck Name Game, uh, and all of the releases as as the fun release schedule comes up with Arcane and Jace and all these new cards um, and the new Mega Event Pass release. Uh, stay up to date by coming and joining us on Discord. Come follow us on Patreon. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Legends Cast. This episode was brought to you by listeners like you. Don't forget to join our Discord community and support us by leaving us a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. A special thanks goes out to all of our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash legendscast.